0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Nairobi Ideas Podcast, a podcast that gives a public platform to the Kenyans changing the world with their big ideas. Nairobi Ideas Podcast is brought to you by the Mawazo Institute, a Nairobi-based research institute focused on female thought leadership and public engagement with research. I'm your host, Dr. Rose Mutiso, CEO of the Mawazo Institute. We're excited to launch the Nairobi Ideas Podcast as part of the 2018 Africa Science Week Kenya. For our first few episodes, we'll be chatting with scientists from our Faces of Kenyan Science campaign. This is a multimedia, multi-platform campaign featuring 20 Kenyan scientists who showcase the diversity of Kenya's contributions to the global scientific enterprise. We'll be sharing stories of their work and scientific journeys through a number of creative outlets, including this podcast. Today our guest is Susan Murabana, who is the Managing Director of the Travelling Telescope. Traveling Telescope is an astronomy initiative that has reached thousands of children by taking Kenya's largest telescope to schools and sites around the country. Hi, Susan. Hi. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Anyway, so just to get to know you a little bit more, get a little bit of context for who you are and how you've gotten here, uh, please could you tell us a little bit about your background? You know, where where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Or what kind of things interested you when you were young? And are they connected in any way whatsoever to what you do now?
1: I grew up in Nairobi, so I'm a city girl, um, studied mostly in Nairobi, um, loved all my subjects. So I enjoyed every bit of, of my school life. 844? Eight 844,
0: yes. You're a rare, rare breed because uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know, I, I must have gone to a different 844. <laughs> um, I, I went to a boarding school in high school and didn't really enjoy the boarding life a yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never, I never really, you know, not like this subject and like other. I really loved maths, I loved sciences. And then I ended up doing a degree in economics at Catholic University. Uh And um, I did a degree in economics and sociology. And while I was studying that, I was invited to join a group of uh, young travellers from around the world. And through that, I I learned much more than the economics and sociology I was learning.
0: What is this group of young travellers? It sounds like some kind of, um, uh, is this a cult? (laughs) Uh, please ex- expound.
1: So the group, the group is called Cosmos Education, and at that time, uh, in 2001, they had traveled across Africa teaching science. What sparked that was that uh, there was a total solar eclipse, a totality in Zambia, and the founder or the or the leader of the group, Kevin Hand, wanted to teach you know science using that. So everyone had had experienced this mm-hmm. huge celestial event, and he was using that to talk about you know, simple science concepts. That's really and, cool. and that's that's what gave back to the group. So the group reached Kenya and I was invited to join them, not knowing what they were doing. I just thought they were travelers. They were like, we need
0: an economist to do some projections. No, no, no.
1: my uncle was like, <laughs> <laughs> there, are few, there are people here traveling. And I was on my long study break. And it made sense to, you know, go and explore.
0: And but so before this, you had no interest in astronomy in, in any of that? I remember in primary school, we had, you know, to look for the plow. Mm-hmm. In the skies,
1: and I struggled. I still do. Came back to class, and they're like, "Yeah, we saw it, I didn't see anything. That was it. I didn't. I knew that the science. I understood the science of rotation and revolution and all, but the practicality of seeing mm-hmm. things out in the sky at night." Uh, were not you know strong for me and joining this group that wasn't the the main thing they were doing but they were using astronomy as a way in Mm -hmm. and and teaching things like rotation of the earth our position and uh, using very simple science experiments and demonstrations and that was really you know powerful for me going with them into a school and seeing what they were doing and just taking me back to my school years and imagining a group like that coming to teach me in that way. That's and that, cool. Did I finally, wanted to
0: do that. Did they finally show you what and where the plow is after this uh, traveling, <laughs> joining this traveling band? Finally, did, did, it, did it just appear in the sky and you're like, okay, now I know what that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> Till this day. No. <laughs> but you know, now I know where it is. There's an app, you know, now that tells you what the constellations are. Yeah, there's an
1: app. There's so much. Um, <laughs> there's so much technology you can use on your phones or on your laptops to learn the sky. Mm -hmm. And I have learned the sky a a lot since
0: then. So it's it's a different story. How did you make the pivot, though, more permanently from uh, joining a traveling band of astronomers to uh, what you're doing now, founding Traveling Telescope and continuing that work of kind of um, educating kids and the public about astronomy? Like what are the steps in between these two points?
1: Um, So I finished university, um, went and worked. I got a job. And everything was okay. And every year I'd take a month off work and, and travel with this group. So every summer that come to Africa and we'd, we'd travel across Africa.
0: And where are they from actually? this uh, Most of them
1: were from the US, so Stanford mm-hmm. University at uh-huh. that time. And then the UK, Oxford University, uh, Cambridge University. So it was a very diverse group. And uh, the idea was to have locals to serve as role models. And we did serve as role models to young kids. And I remember receiving letters from boys and girls saying how much it changed their lives. And as a young 20-year-old, that was that was deep, mm-hmm. you know, how, mm-hmm. how am I changing your lives? But we also got inspired by the group because um, at that time, most of them were doing their PhDs. Most of us had just finished our degrees. So there was a lot of exchange and mm-hmm. inspiration and that that changed me. But that's not what pushed me into astronomy. Uh, so we taught when we went to the schools and I always taught on the solar system. But the basic knowledge I knew from school and then moving forward, I was invited to to join a program called Global Hands and Universe. And this was like proper astronomers, scientists, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to bring the data to teachers and to schools. And I had to learn astronomy. I had to operate a telescope for the first time. I had to get kids to look through a telescope. And that has been the journey. So um, I really wanted to get into astronomy after going for an eclipse in Ghana in 2006. Uh, was a total solar eclipse. So about four minutes of total darkness or three. That's a long time during the day to have that. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, but also, there was a theme, and the theme was Africa cultural astronomy. And uh, at that time, I hadn't connected astronomy to, you know, us or the traditional
0: Okay, so methods. before it was, this guys come once a year, you do some exercises, and then you go back to your everyday life. Yes, uh-huh. but this time, um, which I really enjoyed, like going to schools and doing that.
1: But then this time, it was that connection with astronomy, seeing that it has existed for so many years, and every community has contributed to it. So, you know the plow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> According to the um, Greek, maybe they will talk about the Greek mythology mm-hmm. or the star, the star signs. That's what astronomers use. But we've all traditionally looked up mm-hmm. and made patterns in the sky yeah. and given them names. And for me, that was that was strong. Yeah, it's, I wanted it's such to, a
0: universal thing. Yeah, and also us. I felt I could connect my people with the science I really like. That's really inspiring. And so have you gone on to study astronomy more formally? I I did an online master's in astronomy, which is difficult (laughs) in
1: ways because I was coming from, you know, a different field. Uh, But it was really nice because then I was able to, you know, operate a telescope and try and figure out how far the moon was as my assignment. So it was very practical. Uh, But my interest is really, you know, sharing that with young boys and girls and and parents and teachers, you know, the public, Uh, just to give them an opportunity to see how much science is everywhere. But every day I have to listen to or read about. So I'm constantly learning.
0: Okay, so maybe tell us a little bit more about Travelling Telescope and what exactly you guys do um, and how long you've been around and how it fits in this kind of, uh, you know, kind of you getting inducted more and more into astronomy.
1: (laughs) So I I kept doing my outreach and afterwards I was invited to the US as a short term scholar to learn more from the scientists and how to deliver it to teachers or to schools. And, uh, when I came back, all the hard work I had done had died. So mm. I really wanted to have something sustainable that was more Kenyan, but still with all this collaboration. And at that point, I, I met my husband, who is <laughs> not a long story. I <laughs> is he also an stream. astronomer. Uh, he is also an astronomer um. and, uh, and, uh, and amongst many other <laughs> is things. Is there
0: a dating service for astronomers, <laughs> no. like a, an online platform where you meet each other? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: It was, it was weird. I learned about this eclipse and mm. a path of totality was going to be in Turkana. It's a very short one. A few seconds. And I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Nairobi. So I talked to them about, you know, organizing a trip down there and inviting members of the public, which we did. And, and using the proceeds to give back to the community. So we had a trip we travelled in a Novaland truck from Nairobi to Turkana. It's a long drive. My husband heard about um, yeah. the eclipse and he heard about my initiative. And he was already uh, engaging the public in astronomy in the UK. But his his background is film. So he gets in touch with Mike Simmons, who's... The founder of a, an organization called Astronomers Without Borders. Now I happen to be the national leader mm-hmm. of Astronomers Without Borders and Mike knew about my, my program and he told him he wanted to come to Kenya. And Mike was like, you need to get in touch with Susan. She has all these safe solar glasses. She'll be taking around schools. And immediately Chu thought that was going to be a good idea mm-hmm. to, you know, film me taking these uh, glasses yeah. as we go to Turkana. So yeah. he joined with his, his friends and we had other members join in and, uh, he filmed me from the beginning. All the way to the end, uh, so our very first meeting is on camera, and we happen to get along some along the way, and I guess the rest is that's history. amazing,
0: okay this is really encouraging uh, to all of us that science is not only um, exciting and interesting but a pathway to love so this is um good news, good news all around but um I want to kind of revisit this idea of the universality of astronomy, this idea that are around the world, we've been looking at the same night sky. We've had kind of mythology and stories and explanations around what it looks like. And so how do you connect the kind of formal field, the formalized field of astronomy that's very Western-based, to local ideas about the sky? So, for example, you know, a total eclipse, maybe in some communities, this is like a very bad omen. What is it when you when you go in um, and there's this celestial event and you're trying to connect with local communities and also explain um, these, you know, what telescopes are, what the science is. The Traveling Telescope
1: was born um, a few years back, so 2014. And uh, we we went around with the telescope to, to communities and we obviously target schools, but we also got communities. So maybe Maasai community, we have young kids. We have elders, and we start talking about the stars, and they're looking through this big mm-hmm. gadget, and having all these experts bringing in the science. But then we've also always invited the elders to talk about the traditional sky knowledge, and they do talk about you know what they see in the sky that would mean it will rain and things mm-hmm. like that. So unfortunately, we've not had enough time and human resources to to collect that knowledge. And I, and I think the rest of the team from Traveling Telescope. I have this vision of one day having this big science center where we have a huge planetarium, which Mm is indoor space that has simulated the night sky. That's that's amazing. But then inviting, you know, a a huge international audience and inviting a speaker who's an elder from the community to talk about, you know, the traditional sky knowledge. Because we're losing those stories Mm -hmm. and we need to hear those stories. And that's something we can give back in Mm -hmm. terms of astronomy
0: and our communities. Yeah, and kind of like building to the base of knowledge in the astronomical world. We have something to give. We're not just getting. Of course, now we hear all the time in in Kenya and in Africa and all over the world that, you know, STEM is important. Let's teach the kids, you know, skill them up for the tech future and all of that. And I think often when I hear that, people are really just saying engineering, you know, very kind of like practical subfields within science. So how do you, um, like if you're meeting a minister, an old school teacher, somebody, uh, a politician. How do you make the case for why astronomy? You know, why is it important for young people to do astronomy? It's not making an app or uh, building a road. Why is this important? I I, first
1: I tell them that um, astronomy is the oldest science and it does spark curiosity and intrigue. So as soon as you get To look up in the sky, there are all these questions kids will ask. How far is that star? How Mm -hmm. do we know? And the thing about it is, we already know so much, but we still don't know so much. So there's so much room. There's that whole experiment you can Mm -hmm. do with astronomy. So that's the first thing. The second is bringing it back home. So you talked about engineers and all. Astronomy is a science of sciences. So you have this astronomers, you know, Mm -hmm. figuring it out. You have the people who build the telescopes, they're engineers, the ones who make sure Mm -hmm. we get back the data. They're computer scientists, they have to create programs that would work. The ones who communicate to the public, Mm -hmm. science communicators, right? You have the, so you have the engineers, the computer scientists, you have the biologists who want to find out whether there's life out there. Mm -hmm. And the chemists who want to figure out what uh, compositions these different objects are. And that technology is brought back on Earth. So, for example, if we we look at our phones, we have cameras on our phones, uh, charged couple devices, they Mm -hmm. stem from astronomy. Mm -hmm. So, when we we're taking our telescopes to space, we needed uh, some way to capture images. Mm-hmm. And the film, remember the film that yeah. we used to use, it was too expensive. So astronomers came up with an idea of um, how to make it cheaper so that we could get the images back. And that's, where the charged couple of devices, the, the cameras we have on our phones come from. So That's, there's a lot of technology that stems has its beginnings yeah. from astronomy. Mm-hmm. We're now um, using solar energy. but yeah, yeah. getting energy from the sun. Yeah, and this is the how sun space is a
0: star. And everything and satellites have exactly. always been powered. Yeah, yeah.
1: The sun is a star. We we first start by you know yeah. taking this uh, telescope to space and trying to power it. Mm -hmm. And then use that same technology on Earth. We are trying to grow food through a process called uh, aquaponics. So Mm -hmm. you you have plants and um, fish in this closed loop system feeding each other from the outs. That's uh, something that astronauts would have to do if they went out there. How do you eat? There's a lot of stuff that's addressing so many Mm -hmm. issues on Earth, like food security that stem from astronomy. Oh, and, is, and our ministers should be excited
0: about it because yeah. these are issues we face. This is really good. I think like when we try to kind of stem the natural kind of discovery um, uh, elements of science, we're losing out so much because a big part of it is we don't know where this will lead. But when you follow the path of curiosity, the path of exploration, the path of discovery, you know, there's, there's a whole world that awaits and, and, you. And
1: that's one thing I learned when I got into astronomy. I didn't need to, you know, really study physics and forget about biology. I needed yeah. physics, biology, chemistry, maths, geography, everything, you what know? About
0: a, what about your econ degree? I, mean, <laughs> I hope that you're using it somehow. Yes, I am. I I am a co-founder and
1: uh, the CEO of a, a company, yeah. and I have to keep it running. Yeah. So I have to bring in revenue, uh-huh. market, <laughs> and That's all my economics, you know, without, and and I always feel that um, it played such a huge role, Mm -hmm. Uh, the sociology
0: also just understanding people. I have to interact with people every day. So um, this is a ideas podcast. Uh, we're trying to shine a light on Kenyans who have ideas that will change our lives. So we're literally looking into the sky. So you're, you know, I feel like your work is already kind of at the level of the stratosphere <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's the scope and the vision of your work is, is as big as the universe, which is very inspiring. But if you could just take a moment now and... and you know, tell us, you know, how does this all fit? What is the big idea? What are you working towards? You know, kind of beyond the day-to-day of traveling telescope, like what, what, what is the mission and the vision that fuels this work? Like, what, what, what is the world you dream of?
1: I, I think for me, I know that, and we know that climate change is real. And um, I think it's argued that the very first environmentalists were the first people to to land on the moon because they looked at the Earth and saw the Earth rising. Mm -hmm. And they looked at it and they're like, that's our home. Every astronaut I have met has had the same feeling of looking back at the planet. First, they'll tell you, I looked for my country. I looked for (laughs) India. I looked for... But then eventually they look at our planet and they realize that's our home. So by looking up, looking at Saturn and imagining it's floating in space through a telescope, I hope we bring that back home. Mm -hmm. We imagine how unique our planet is and how we need to try and preserve it and take care of it because right now the news is not good. Mm -hmm. We're destroying our planet and we don't have any other place to go to if we do. So our grandkids... Might not have the same luxury we've had, mm-hmm. and by doing that, we hope that we'll
0: make our uh, earth a better place. Oh, that's really inspiring, and um, I, I think it's really important, yeah, to remind ourselves of how, yeah, I think it's like the little blue dot. Yes, it's a phrase that we live on, and uh, we're just one, one in a very large cosmos. So, you meet these kids all over Kenya in the rural counties, in the urban areas, and you get them excited about science and you show them the possibility in the night sky and, and you I- incorporate the elders and all of that, which is great. Um, where, where do they go next? Like what does, uh, well, especially the ones who want to continue in a kind of learn, go deep in astronomy. What is, what is the local ecosystem for uh, more formal uh, instruction and in research in astronomy in Kenya? Um, You're lucky, young kids, because there is a degree program
1: in Kenya at University of Nairobi. So you can get uh, qualifications. We have university students who graduated. I think there's a master's program. The plans to build a research telescope in Kenya. So that's the future. The good thing about astronomy, you don't have to. It's not a local thing. It's global. You can partner, you can work anywhere and be part of it. But what I want to tell you is that the space industry is waiting for you. You can be an engineer, but you can be one that builds rockets. Mm-hmm. So we just want to show you the possibilities that are out there that you can be part of. You can still be um lawyer, but going to space slow. There's so much possibilities out there. That's wonderful.
0: All right. In closing now, we are, I'm, I'm trying to kind of pilot this um, advice giving segment that could be very cheesy or not. So um, good luck. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so. The question I'm asking is uh, to a number of our guests on the show is, you know, and it's it's a question that you hear all the time, but I'm I'm going to try and format it in a way that hopefully makes it punchy and exciting. No pressure. What is the most important advice that you would give your younger self? And I want you to frame it this way. What is the one thing that you would advise yourself to start doing, stop doing and continue doing? Ooh, Your 20 year old self. i would do everything with passion, you know, just just whatever I want to do, go for
1: it. I would start doing Uh, whatever I decide to do with a lot of passion. Mm -hmm. I mean, at 20, you have all this energy, so just use it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I would use that energy what I would stop doing is um, I would stop and ah. listen to you know people in authority because I think as I look back at my life everyone who's come into my life has had a reason and they've had a positive impact in my life in one way or another so basically I would have listened more to you know the older guys that lecturer who <laughs> is a bit boring <laughs> yes I would I would I would listen yeah. more to them yeah and what would you continue doing I'd continue doing my astronomy and and hanging out with young kids I think I've I've always really liked that from an mm-hmm. And I don't think that would change. That's awesome. I, it just takes me to another world.
0: So, when can we expect the Nairobi or Kenya um, Science Planetarium? It's happening. It's happening. I think in
1: Nairobi, we're going to have a small science center. Uh, By January, we should have a planetarium, Mm -hmm. a permanent planetarium at Riverside Drive, I think. So we'll be able to welcome people in. We're also going to create a space for discovery, having people who are interested in, you know, space coming in and sharing that. So we'll just have a small science center and go from there. But eventually we want to build a science center outside Nairobi, reason being we want to have a key thing as astronomy, so a big telescope yeah. um, and get people this, to look through.
0: Yeah, the night sky is not as clear. Night now. sky, yes,
1: but we'll also have a planetarium. But this science center will also have, you know, demonstrations of food security, so an aquaponics setup. Mm-hmm. We like to power it using solar
0: energy, wind
1: energy, so as green as you can get. Yeah,
0: this is really exciting, and I'm so inspired uh, by the work you're doing, and I'm sure that our listeners are as well. Where can we find you online? Where can we learn more about this, and learn when this center will open up and come visit? So we have a website, uh, travelingtelescope.co.uk. Uh, we're on Twitter, Travel Telescope. Uh, we're on on Instagram, Traveling Telescope, and Facebook, the Travelling Telescope. Wonderful. So um, thank you so much for being our guest today. I've really enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to seeing all of the amazing things that you're going to do in the future. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you want to listen to this episode again, or if you want to hear more from the Nairobi Ideas podcast in the future, you can find us online permanently at www.mawazoinstitute.org. And for the next few weeks, you can also find us at www.africascienceweek-kenya.org. You can also subscribe to the Nairobi Ideas podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thank you to our sponsors, the L'Oreal Foundation, Johnson & Johnson Innovation, and the Next Time Sign Forum. From all of us here at Mawazo Institute, thank you and keep it nerdy.